it's another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Last week, we talked about the Oscars. A.K.A. The slap featuring the Oscars. Yeah. (laughs) In association with Slapping United. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about the final awards show of awards season. The Grammys. Or should I say Mm -hmm. the nap featuring the Grammys. Did you watch any of it? Uh, I watched it on Twitter. So you watch clips. Yeah, exactly. I gave myself the clip show experience, which is even stupider because I still followed along for like the whole three or so hours or whatever. So I played myself. I'm the fool. Because you you watched it on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than because at least if you watch it on TV, you get some commercials. But it's not like you're just like staring at Twitter the whole time. You're watching other things as well, right? You're just yes. following it on yes. Twitter. Yes, something anything, else. Yeah, something else is on in the background. Although I truly cannot remember what else was on in the background on whatever night the Grammys were on. <laughs> Sunday. That's, Sunday. Yeah, that's how. Like, that's how. Uh, yeah, that's how my brain processed it. Is it just remembers the being on Twitter again? Two screens. We need to. We need to discuss what our generation is doing with media but that's a whole other conversation for another day did you watch it on television yeah i watched all it it was over three hours i don't know how long it was but it was too long and my take on the grammys is the same take on the grammys is that the grammys feels so dated it's very old feeling yes you know it's not like the performers or the artists or any of that it's the look it looks like the set looks like it's from the early 90s and that's i don't mean that in a good way the whole format it just feels so dated it feels like a award show from the early 90s and again i don't mean that in a good way and like trevor noah he hosted his monologue felt very dated too very cheesy very like award show cheesy Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like an awards show that takes place in Las Vegas, at which that is literally what the Grammys was this year, was an awards show that took place in Las Vegas. Oh, to me, it looks like, it feels like it takes place in Reno, in like a convention hall, because it's, no offense to Reno, but it's, yeah, and the performances are not that amazing. Little Nas X, he performed, he did grab his dick a lot and he did use a mic like it was his dick which pissed people off i can always appreciate that so he saved the day with his dick grabbing yes but it, it that was a little nas x day late and a dick grab short for me because it's such a small part of the ceremony itself it's like four minutes out of three hours yeah but you know he he did what he came to do which is make people clutch their pearls by clutching his dick. So I could appreciate that. The rest, I don't even remember, really. I remember BTS. I remember Olivia Rodrigo. I don't really remember much. It's all kind of... Each performance looks the same, kind of. So, yeah. yeah. It's very it's very trade show. To me, that's what the Grammys always feel like, is it feels like a trade show. It feels like the... Recording Academy is putting on a big commercial and being like, 
Look at all the fabulous music we have for sale. There's music for everyone. There's Little Nas X for people who want to be outraged and clutch their pearls. And there's Olivia Rodrigo for your teenage daughter. And here are some examples of the music we have. It, it doesn't necessarily feel like an awards show so much as um, like a catalog. Like it reminds me of like the, you know, remember those stamps in the magazine that you used to get and you could get like 30 CDs for... Yeah, okay. Columbia House. It feels very Columbia House catalog to me. Yeah, yeah, it's very generic. So, and the winners, they don't get really political. Like the Oscars, they get political. Mm-hmm. This, which I'm surprised because I would think like musicians would get like, fuck the man, fuck this, fuck that shit. No, they, they Say it, keep sanitized. It, they keep it uh, pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did get President Zelensky of Ukraine. The Oscars reportedly tried to get him to speak. He didn't do the Oscars, but he did do the Grammys. Which kind of, it's like, that's, you know, that's fine. Like, that's, I have no problem with that. But it does, feels like a very strange choice, though, because everybody was talking about, like, oh, well, Zelensky was, like, a former actor, so it would make sense for him to show up at an acting awards show. Having him at the Grammys kind of feels it just doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me okay allison let me tell you something then because i saw a clip of president Zelensky playing the piano with his dick so nobody's more musical than him so to me he definitely belonged there he's a musician through and through because of that clip all right i take it back then i was not aware of that performance that he had done knowing what i know now then yes the grammys are the perfect yeah, uh, environment for him to be yes So, and he did tie in, in his speech, he did tie in music. So he mainly spoke about how Putin's continuing to attack Ukraine and people are dying. And he also said that, um, you know, musicians are trading in their tuxedos for armor to fight for their country. And he asked the world to continue to tell the truth about the war. On our land, we are fighting Russia, which brings horrible silence with its bombs, the dead silence. Feel the silence with your music. Feel it today to tell our story. Tell the truth about the war on your social networks, on TV, support us in any way you can, any but not silence. And then peace will come. And then John Legend came out and performed with art with artists from Ukraine. They performed as a tribute to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it was a much bigger tribute to Ukraine than Oscars. Oscars had like a couple words and then silence. They had like Mila silence, Kunis. I think. Or, yeah, yeah. Mila Kunis saying. Mila Kunis came out and she was like, here's what's happening. Yeah. So obviously the Grammys wanted to do it a lot bigger. Yeah. And they did. As for the winners, Silk Sonic swept... Uh, They won every category they were nominated in, including Song of the Year, Record of the Year. Jean-Baptiste, who was nominated for 11 Grammys, he won four, including Album of the Year. Olivia Rodrigo won Best New Artist. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga's jazz album Love for Sale won Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. That made Tony Bennett the second oldest Grammy winner at 95 years old. Who's the oldest? The oldest, I believe, is a blues singer. I think he was like 97 when he won. That's old. So Tony is now the second. Kanye West, who was reportedly banned from performing at the Grammys because he's a mess. He won two more Grammys. 
He tied with Jay-Z as the rapper with the most Grammy wins. They both have won 24 so far. And guess who else won, Allison? Hmm. All of us sitting at home watching the Grammys, enjoying the beautiful entertainment presented to us over three hours. Is that right? Yes. Well, actually, we all lost because Louis C.K. won. Louis (laughs) C.K., he won... Uh, the best comedy album Grammy, which proves that cancer culture really is real and it it's always at work because Louis C.K., who was canceled, has won a Grammy. He, as we know, in 2017 was dropped by FX and Netflix um, after and other projects after many, many allegations of sexual assault and sexual harassment and sexual misconduct came out against him. He denied it first, but then he apologized. But now he's back. He's on tour and he's making comedy albums and he's winning Grammys. And the al- the Grammy, the album he won a Grammy for, it's called Sincere- Sincerely Louis C.K. And in it, he talks about and jokes about the allegations. Um, and the other nominees were albums from Nate Bargatze, Lavelle Crawford, Chelsea Handler, Louis Black and Kevin Hart, but Louis C.K. is the one that won. Yeah, except it's one of those situations that we're like, listen, I'm not going to call the Grammys uh, corrupt. I'm not going to lobby accusations of corruption at them because uh, many other people have done that before me and done it better. So I won't do that. But it's one of those situations where it's like, was his the best album out of all the albums? Because they like love Louis C.K. He this is his third Grammy that he's got for comedy album, and it feels like one of those comedy albums where, truthfully, I don't know anybody who has listened to this comedy album. I wasn't even completely aware that it existed for quite a while, and it just feels like one of those situations where. It's like, okay, Recording Academy, did you actually listen to the comedy albums? Or did you just see a familiar name, and but you also weren't aware of the allegations, and you're like, oh yeah, Louie, he's funny. Sure, there's my vote for that guy. He's a funny guy. Or a lot of them, because Louis C.K. has a lot of fans, and he has a lot of like die-hard, ride-or-die fans, and so maybe they're like, you know what, I'm going to really stick it to cancel culture, and I'm going to vote for Louis C.K. So that could be it too. So... Uh, Marilyn Manson, who has also been accused of horrible, horrible sexual assault uh, allegations, he won a Grammy too. He won for Best Rap Song because he's featured on Kanye West Jail, which won. Mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson is not in jail, but he is sitting in his award room with a brand new Grammy. Polishing it with a gentle micro- microfiber cloth to really bring up the shine. Yeah. So, the Marilyn Manson and Louis C.K. won Grammys this year. Not a good look. There, yeah. No, accountability? What is that? I know. There were no slaps at the Grammys, but there should have been. It should have been the Grammys slapping themselves for giving Louis C.K. and Marilyn Manson Grammys in 2022. Or somebody slapping their hands away as the person goes to vote for Marilyn Manson. Like, no, hey, yeah, stop. Exactly. Think before you do this. Don't put that pencil to paper right away yeah and like i said there wasn't a there wasn't a slap moment but there was a piss moment yes there was 
Yeah, so Doja Cat and SZA won the best pop duo group performance for their song, Kiss Me More. Um, SZA took a minute to get to the stage since she was on crutches because she hurt herself from falling out of bed. Mm-hmm. As one um, does. Yeah, and she got to this, but she got to the stage first, and then Doja got to the stage and she took to the mic and said that she's never taken such a fast piss and then adjusted herself. So basically she's letting us know she was in the bathroom. She had to mm-hmm. piss really fast. Um, piss, piss me more. Piss it more. Piss me yeah. more. Piss That's it, it more. The yeah. remix. <laughs> the re-piss. <laughs> I have never taken such a fast piss. In my whole life. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and they, like when I watched it, they bleeped the word piss. I know. So it's I like... thought she said <laughs> I took a fast shit because piss isn't a bad word to me. Shit, it's not a bad word either. But maybe they CBS would bleep that. I don't know why they would bleep piss. So I'm like, she fucking took a shit at the Grammys and <laughs> like her gown. And then, and then admitted it. <laughs> and that was like, here's why I was late. I was taking a absolutely wretched dump in the bathroom. I clogged yeah. one of the toilets. Yeah, don't, don't go, go into in stall there. three <laughs> or light a match. Or light a match believe- if you go. In. And it wouldn't have been the biggest. The um, it wouldn't have been the stickiest shit at the Grammys because Louis C.K. won a Grammy and Marilyn Manson won. So those are the stinkiest moments. Yeah, the absolute stinkiest. That is definitely don't go into stall two. Um, also, whenever whenever people have a problem coming back from... This is going to be me not knowing anything about award shows. But when people have a problem coming back from going to the bathroom. And they're like, oh, I was in the bathroom. That's why I'm late. Like, this happened to, like, Michael Keaton, I believe, at the SAG Awards, I want to say. Yeah, when he went for Dope Sick. It was either... Yeah. I think it was the SAGs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that happened as well, where it's like somebody running to the stage. Their hands are still wet from the, you know little water uh you know where you wash your hands the sink (laughs) but like don't they give them don't they give them like time like don't they tell them and say hey listen your category happens seven nominations from now you should go pee now instead of like it feels very poorly planned well sometimes i think they just make that shit up they were like they're they were just late it is, or cute. they just wanted a story. So that was the big moment that got the headlines: Doja Cat needing to take a piss, which made her late for her award, and that pretty much sums up the Grammys. There you go. That's all you need to know. Literally, just look. Well, I was going to say, I'm like, just Google Doja Cat piss, and you know what? Don't because that's going to lead you to something else. Don't Google like pissing Grammys either, because again, that will not lead you to where you need to go. Just take it from us. Okay, let's check in on Will Smith mm-hmm. and his hand, the hand that slapped Chris Slaps Rock. the cradle. <laughs> um, he's, Chris Rock still hasn't said much about this. He said little things, but basically, like, he's not ready to talk about it. Um, but there's a lot going on with Will Smith. So the Academy is still investigating, still reviewing and they, there was a chance that they could suspend or expel Will from the Academy. But that now there's no need to uh, make that decision because Will Smith quit. You can't fire me. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I want to believe he said that, but I, I have a feeling he was 
maybe more diplomatic. No, it was all very gone through a public So this is partly what he said. I am resigning from membership in the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and will accept any further consequences the board deems appropriate. Change takes time and I am committed to doing the work to ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. Mm -hmm. The Academy responded saying that they accept his resignation and they will continue to review the slap and will... uh, move forward with their disciplinary proceedings. So they're going to meet on April 18th to discuss. And Michael, when they say disciplinary proceedings, do you think that means whether or not they like take back his award? I don't think that's going to happen. And what what, uh, Will Smith resigning from the Academy, it basically just means that he can't vote. Like he's, he can still go to Academy events. He can, he's, his Oscar has not been taken away. He can still be nominated for Oscars in the future. So right now, it just means that he can't vote. He's just not going to get those screeners in the mail. No, but he's in SAG, and he's in SAG, so he'll still get the screeners. So he's not giving up the screeners. No, thank God. Okay, because my heart just skipped a beat there thinking about Will Smith going through Oscar season without a single DVD screener being slipped into his mailbox. So I'm glad that that's... I'm glad he's still covered there. Okay. Yeah, and for disciplinary actions, I mean, it could... They'll probably just accept his resignation and leave it at that. I mean, I don't know if they're going to ban him from events. At the very least, in future events, they should sit him in the back. Because that way, if somebody says something he doesn't like, jokes about something he doesn't like, it's going to take him a long time to get to the stage to slap them. And by the time he gets there, he's going to be too tired to slap them. Yeah, or he might have, it might be long enough that he has like um, a change of heart, like 30 feet in. And he goes, uh, I'm going to turn around. I yes. just go back to my seat. Yeah. You know, or make him sit on his hands, which <laughs> reminds me like when I was in preschool, yeah. I would always run away. I would like <laughs> run away. That was my thing. The okay. first like couple weeks, the first couple weeks of preschool because I'd okay. never gone to school and I was, I wanted to leave. So mm-hmm. the teachers would make me sit, always sit next to them and always make me sit on my hands. I wasn't slapping anybody. I was just running. Maybe they felt like if I sat on my hands, it would take me longer to pull them out from under me and then go running. I don't I know. Get, I guess, but I mean, here's the thing. When I think about running, I don't think of hands. No. I don't think of hands in motion. I believe I'm thinking of feet. <laughs> they should have had me sit on my feet. Anyway. So, um... <laughs> The consequences keep coming for Will. Um, The Hollywood Reporter says that Will was supposed to star in a Netflix movie called Fast and Loose, which isn't a biopic about his hand. Uh, But they put that project on the back burner for now. And Bad Boys 4, I didn't know there was three, but Bad Boys 4 starring Will was in the works at Sony, but Sony has pressed pause on making it. And so two Will Smith projects are now in limbo over his actions at the Oscars. Also, the Daily Beast claimed that Will's agents at CAA held a meeting on whether they should dump him, and some thought they should, and others didn't. So they have not dropped him, and a rep for CAA claims that the story is not true. Yeah, that one to me feels made up. I mean, mm-hmm. who's going who's gonna to dump Will Smith over that? People have kept their agents over much worse. 
Yeah, they probably just, to me, my guess is they leaked that to to let it known that they they thought about it. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, if anyone's uh, interested in what Will Smith's agents have been doing, uh, sources say they held a meeting about getting rid of him, but they're not going to. Yeah, to let us know they took it seriously. Um, Jada hasn't said a lot of words about this either, but a source tells Us Weekly that Jada, um, she supports him, but that she feels Will overreacted and wishes he did not slap Chris. That That feels like a true statement to me. Yeah, I think when she finally does talk about this on Red Table Talk, that's the um, angle she's going to go for. I think she's going to go against Will slapping someone, but is also going to defend herself. Yeah, and I mean, Jada also is like one of those people that's very, I would say her brand is like reflective, introspective, zen. So she would be like, violence is never the answer. Like, I would never do that. But also, Jada was in Set It Off. And if Jada wanted somebody to get slapped, she could do it herself. So I think that that might also be the angle that she plays, is that, like, she is more than capable of slapping someone in the face if if need be. She could have, yeah, she could have whooped a trick if she needed to, if she yeah. felt that it was warranted. Mm-hmm. So, and... Reporters continue to ask absolutely everyone about this. I mean, it's over a week later. People are still asked about it. But I'm going to share my favorite celebrity response to mm-hmm. to this. So Daniel Radcliffe, uh, a.k.a. Harry Potter, he was asked about this on Good Morning Britain. And he said... Yeah, no, I saw it. I'm just so already dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it that I just don't want to be another opinion adding to it. <laughs> um, so I, You don't even want to hear yourself have no, an op- opinion. No, no, no. no, no. Ever- the it's, end. Yeah, the end. That's perfect. <laughs> it's true, though. Imagine, like, he was, first of all, he wasn't even at the Oscars. <laughs> I know. He wasn't even there. Imagine somebody asking you something <laughs> that happened at, like, a wedding, a friend's wedding, and you weren't even there. You'd be like, I don't fucking know. I wasn't Oh, I'm there. a gossipy bitch, so I'd be <laughs> like, actually, I've been waiting for you to ask me about this. <laughs> Cracks, cracks knuckles, like, all right, here we go. Yeah, but he's he has nothing to do with this. No, also, it's Good Morning Britain. Again, it's like it it took place in America. There's so much that's removed from the situation when it's like Good Morning Britain being like, so, Harry Potter, what do you think of that slap? Who, who cares? Who cares what Harry Potter thinks? I know. He's there to push, what is he in? The Lost City, for God's sake. Push that imagine doing promo for the lost city and you could ask any question about a shirtless Channing Tatum and you choose to ask about the slap. What a waste of, what a waste of journalism. Yeah. Okay. Let's end with a sweet story for once. But Mm. first, Allison, did you go to any of your proms? I went to two proms, which uh, looking back, it's a miracle. I went to any proms because I was, not cool and antisocial. But Who I did, did you go with? Two of them. Went with my high school boyfriend both times. Did you have a good time? Uh, sort of. <laughs> it was fine. I mean, here's the thing. I was like a uh, straight edge in high school, so I didn't drink and I didn't party. So it was kind of like uh, going to prom for me was kind of like going to uh, like a cousin's like first communion. Where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have dinner. I'm not going to get drunk and I'm going to go home right after it. So, And it's it a was... reason to put on a dress from dress. Windsor Fashions. 
Yeah, and I did get my makeup done at the Mac yeah. counter. So yeah. that was that was great. Did you that, go to any that made of it a that made it a magical night? Absolutely. Did you go to prom? No, I, I never went to any prom. I probably okay. went to one school dance. Proms to me, I mean, why would I, why you know I already was bullied enough during school. Why would I go and get bullied again at a nighttime event? On a that, Friday night, yeah, outside that, of school hours. That made no sense to me. Although one time, the most popular boy in school, who also happened to be the biggest bully, mm-hmm. he, like, in front of everybody, he came up to me and he asked me to go to prom, like, as a joke. And they all started laughing. And I oh. said no. So I can say that the most popular boy in school asked me to the prom, and I said no. That counts. I count that. <laughs> that counts to me. That's absolutely so, a promposal. That counts. <laughs> this story is from um, KFYR TV. It's about high school senior Dakota Wallen of Waterf- Watford City, North Dakota. And he didn't have anyone to take to his senior prom. So his dad suggested that he take his great-grandma, Madeline Miller. Madeline is 92 years old, and she never went to her own prom. So Dakota thought it was a good idea. And to me, that's a recipe for more bullying to take your great grandma to the prom. I would be destroyed. But thankfully, it turned into a very sweet uh, moment for Dakota and Madeline. And he found a way, a cute way to ask her to go to prom. So Madeline gave him an old broken truck. Oh, I guess a little while ago. He got it. He got it working again. So he took that truck. He put a sign on it that read, can I take you to prom in this old truck? That's very, that's very cute. That's very country as well. It's very country. A promposal on the side of a truck is extremely country. (laughs) (laughs) She said yes. She did say she wondered why he would want to take his 92-year-old great Mima to prom when he could take younger girls but she said yes and if she said no dakota was not going to go to prom i would hope i'd hope not that would be so embarrassing imagine going to prom and being like oh man dakota you couldn't get a date and then him being like yeah and i asked my great grandma and she turned (laughs) me down too be like go home dakota that's shameful (laughs) (laughs) they went when they walked in together everyone clapped and when they danced, people got teary, said it was a beautiful moment. And then oh. afterward, Madeline, she did shots and lines in the bathroom with the other girls. And then she <laughs> humped on the quarterback <laughs> behind the uh, bleachers. And then when she was done that, she fucked a limo driver. Yes, she covered all their bases. No, she went home right after that <laughs> dance, which is smart. It was probably like 630, way past her bedtime. So she had she went. It was per- the perfect evening. You know, she went, had a cute dance, felt felt happy was happy to be there with her great grandson was happy to dance happy that everyone's clapping for her got to go home right after that that's perfect but madeline she said she had a night that she'll never forget and that she was nervous at first but it was it turned out to be very special um dakota wore a cowboy hat with his suit so he kind of to me looked like deep blow during deep blow's cowboy phase uh-huh yeah that's deep, good. yeah and madeline wore a stunning purple dress um she looked beautiful and so, I mean, I can't even imagine taking my abuelita to the prom. Can you imagine taking your grandma to the prom? Uh, one of them, yes. She'd have a great time. Oh, she, she would be cool party. with it? Yeah, she, yeah, she likes to party and she likes to dance. So she would have an, 
incredible time. But I mean, I would say most grandparents probably wouldn't be into it. I mean, I would have only taken my abuelita to uh, prom if I hated her. And I wanted to, I mean, she would be miserable. There's so many teenagers. There's so many teenagers. There's no booze out, you know, that's served. And whatever there is, it's warm. It's like Malibu in like somebody's crappy Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't taste good. So no, no, that would... She, she would hate that. But but if my bullies fucked with me, she could then take off her chancla and slap them with it. So that would have been good. So, Michael, Jared Leto, we know that he's extremely method when it comes to acting. And so he obviously went method when he was filming Morbius, which is like his new movie, which by all accounts is garbage. <laughs> If the reviews are any indication, it's a pile of shit. Um, so it was obviously wasn't even really worth it. But so his character in Morbius is this like doctor that's also a vampire, like a bat. Uh, it's really is really dumb. But the point here is his character has lives with like chronic pain and he's got this um, he's got like a blood disease kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in order to how would you go method for that? Right. So Jared Leto could have said, OK, well, should I go method as somebody who lives with a disability? No, probably not. But Jared Leto did. So allegedly, he started walking with crutches. Um, he started using crutches when he had to go to the bathroom. But he was taking too long. So eventually, like what the cast and crew came up with was that they would let him use a wheelchair and crew would push him to the bathroom in the wheelchair uh, every time he had to go. And that's not even allegedly, Allison, because the director, yeah. Daniel Espinosa, he confirmed this. Like, <laughs> yeah. He did an interview with Uproxx and he said, and they asked him, we heard this story. And like you said, and then he just said, yes. Yeah, he's like, confirmed. <laughs> confirmed this actually happened. Yeah, and you could feel him rolling his eyes because like, can you imagine having to push Jared Leto to the bathroom in a wheelchair when his legs are perfectly Usable, Working. completely usable. I would be so upset. Imagine knowing somebody who is a wheelchair user or let's say a crutches user and you're watching Jared Leto cosplay as a wheelchair user. I'd be like, fuck this guy. Well, I couldn't even push him because my eyes would roll out of my head and then I wouldn't be able to see anything. I would push him off the stage, which I guess wouldn't be such a bad thing. But <laughs> Yeah, you're like, directionally, I don't know where I'm going. My eyes are rolling too much. Also, true method acting would be Jared Leto using a wheelchair and then realizing the bathroom isn't accessible and then filing a complaint and like citing the Americans with Disabilities Act and then the management brushing you off and then Jared Leto being like, OK, well, where am I going to go to the bathroom from now on, guys? Because my wheelchair doesn't fit through the door. But no, Jared Leto was fine. It's all no, for show. Fine. But he has proved this has proven how talented he is because he is able to sit in a wheelchair with his head stuck all the way up his ass. So that is really talent. I The Oscars will probably make a special category for him next They year. should. Yeah. All right. So Sydney Sweeney plays Cassie on Euphoria. Euphoria is a good show, but there's, well, that's not even a but. This isn't like it's a downside. There's like, t- there's a lot of nudity in Euphoria, especially in the second season. There's a lot more penises than I was expecting to see in Euphoria. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So knowing that that's what you're getting into, uh, Sydney Sweeney uh, was like on Ellen and she was talking about going to the premiere, the season two premiere. And she was so excited. She wanted to invite her whole family to the season two premiere um, of Euphoria, which again, it's like Sydney Sweeney shot her scenes. She knows how often she is naked in that show. And she still invited her grandparents to the premiere. And so after watching it, her grandparents, she asked them, like, what did you think of the show? And they, quote, said that she has the best tits in Hollywood. Her grandparents. And how are they with it? They said I I have the best in Hollywood. (laughs) Your grandparents said that? Yeah, my grandma, she's right there. She's right there. Wait, your grandma's sitting right yeah, there? Yeah, Bella, say hi. Oh, hi. Wow. All right, then. That's fantastic. Yeah, that she, she approves. Grandma approves. I mean, had they not seen The Rock's tits, he has the best tits in Hollywood. They are very good. Yeah, they're super luscious. They should have said best tits on Euphoria. They should have made the distinction. Mm-hmm. Also, they should have been very specific. Yeah, and if my... I don't know if my like body was out like that. I would not tell my family I was on Euphoria. If they asked what I did for a job, I'd be like, "Uh, I work at the library. I'm not going to tell you which location. Don't ever come visit me." <laughs> what if your grandparents told you you had the best tits in Hollywood? I would literally in front of just everyone like, while you're sitting in front yeah. of like your coworkers, everybody. I would like crawl into a hole and just pray that the hole had a library that was <laughs> accepting positions, and I would work there for the rest of my life. Well, the Sydney Sydney we, Sydney Sweeney we see is probably a ghost because she died when her parents when her grandparents told her she had hot tits in front <gasps> of everybody. Oh, okay, so it's not actually like I always thought that they shot the show with like kind of like Vaseline on the camera sometimes, but that's what it is. It's just a ghost. It's just capturing the image of a specter. (laughs) All right. Okay. So Selena Gomez, um, she has like social media. She's on Instagram. I don't really think she's on Twitter, but her Instagram, obviously, like we know now we're far enough into social media that we understand famous people don't really run their social media accounts. Not always, no. No, not typically. It's like maybe somebody... Well, listen, some people obviously tweet from their own accounts. Like people like Christine Share. (laughs) Yeah, those ones are the obvious ones where it's like, yeah, they're definitely running things. But for the most part, like on an Instagram account, that's an assistant. They're taking pictures and they're planning stuff out. It's not very spontaneous. So something we recently learned is Selena Gomez is so far removed from social media. She actually hasn't been on the internet in four years. And so she said that it's for the sake of her mental health. She said that she's happier and more present being off the internet and that she can connect with connect more with people and it makes her feel more normal when she's talking to people. Is that heaven or hell to you? Oh, that's hard because on the one hand, that's heaven. Not knowing, not trying, not comparing myself to anyone, not seeing like the monotonous bullshit that like some stuff gets posted on social media, stuff like that. But then the downside is I like to follow fast food companies and I like to see the new offerings they have each season. And so if I was out of the loop on that, I'd feel lost. You'd be completely lost. You would not be ready when you got to the drive-thru. You would not be aware of the seasonal items. No, I would be panicking. It would be, it'd be horrible. What about for you? Social media, email, that would be a dream. Like, to not be on social media or look at email. Yeah. 
that would be amazing. The internet, uh, no. I mean, how am I gonna buy, I buy everything on the internet. How am I gonna buy anything? And not only that, whenever, whenever I watch a movie or a TV show, Mm -hmm. There's always someone that I kind of recognize. I I need to look it up or I can't sleep that night. I need to know where I've seen this person before. So I have to look it up on the internet. If I couldn't go on the internet, then I don't know what I do. I lose my mind or I'd have to like go to the library to look it up. And then I'd be like, Allison, what are you doing here? When did you get a job? (laughs) And I'd be like, I can't help you. I'm not on the internet either. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Michael, I mean, if you get a rash, you go into WebMD, right? Yeah. And yeah, who's going to tell me that I have cancer from a rash? I mean, not your doctor. Not a, yeah, maybe some <laughs> doctors might, but yeah. yeah. All right, so Michael, I don't know if you've ever wondered how Queen Elizabeth gets around her various palaces. I don't know if that's Well, she anything- sits like on a gold chariot and then the corgis, they they like carry her on their backs. Right, the they hallways. like boost it up on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the picture I had in my head as well. I also kind of pictured like moving, uh, moving stairways, you know, like when you at the airport, I pictured there was parts like that that she would just kind of stand on. But yeah, we're both wrong. So the queen just got a golf cart. That makes it sound budget as hell. But it's not it's she owns an $80,000 golf cart that's made by Mm -hmm. this golf cart company and Mercedes Benz. They make it together. It's a four-seater golf cart. There's like no spot. There's no spot to put golf clubs. So it's like only a golf cart by name. It's a golf cart in spirit. Um, it can reach up to 43 miles per hour. It has like beautiful other seats. There's a TV. There's Bluetooth speakers. There's a little mini fridge in it. And it takes her wherever she needs to go. So the queen doesn't even walk anymore. So she dr- drives it through the palace. I think someone probably chauffeurs her. Okay, that that that's good because I if she assume, right? drove, <laughs> well, she, I would hope so because she's ninety five. She likes to drink. She probably puts a little, you know, cocktail or two in that little fridge. Mm-hmm. And so, how like she would be running over maids, butlers, left and right, and not even know it. Like what? What? What was that? <laughs> Wait! Oi! What? Oi! Oh yeah, she's like definitely. Uh, she's got those Bluetooth speakers blaring some White Snake. She, yeah. yeah, she needs someone to be assisting her on this golf cart. Um, yeah, lies are at stake. <laughs> okay, so last but not least. So Todrick Hall, who is a choreographer, friend of Taylor Swift, although something tells me that relationship is probably maybe not as strong as it was in recent years. Um, but he's like a singer, an entertainer, a dancer. YouTuber. YouTuber, celebrity big brother contestant. So Todrick Hall is everywhere. And apparently he's also like, he's also in his lawyer's office recently because he just got sued for some back rent. So last year he did like a home tour and was like, this is my dream home. I've always wanted to buy a home. And like, I did it, everyone. And look how beautiful my mansion is. And he was like bragging and showing it off. So that house might not actually be his because he's being sued for two months of unpaid rent by a landlord. Um, They say that uh, Todrick owes them uh, $60,000 in back rent. And that's only two months rent, which Todrick, you need to to be thriftier with your money. $30,000 a month is too much money to be spending on rent. Susie Orman would not recommend that. So anyways, they... 
the point here is, is that uh, Todrick hasn't really responded to like the allegations that his home might not be his or that he was maybe faking a home tour for a home that he didn't buy, but he's going to have to come up with $60,000 in, in rent money very soon. A GoFundMe. And he's just going to send the link to Taylor. <laughs> only to her. Only, she's the only, I mean, she can handle it all. That's the other thing. Like, he's allegedly, you know, still BFFs with Taylor. Just, if you can't afford a mansion, just squat in one of hers. She has like 12 She's, at the very least, she'll she's probably let him. Yeah, let him stay. She's there. got a guest house at the very least that has a kitchenette in it, and you can there. still do your YouTube video. Like, look at my beautiful mansion, Taylor. Get out of the way. Duck down. We need to start over. And that brings us to the end of this show. Uh, as always, if you have a question for us or a note or you'd like us to cover something, please email us at DTP at And if you haven't rated or reviewed us yet, please do. We'll we love to read it. Next week. Bye. Goodbye.